and the 70 something football coach is walking to the entrance for the gym from the outside and he sees snooka and he goes uh he like bowed up his chest and he goes oh you're not supposed to smoke on school property and snooka stops takes a long drag blows it out and goes are you gonna make me brother Welcome to this edition of the Rockin' Randy's Pro Wrestling Outlaws podcast. My name is Jason. I am joined tonight with with Michael, with Drew, with Alberto, and Mr. Chris Spiker. How is everyone doing this evening? Fantastic. Doing all right this week. Um, Phenomenal. Oh, boy. (laughs) All right. So tonight is our draft recap. In keeping with tradition, Mike, do you want to lead this off? I don't know how this became tradition. You did it a, I, two weeks ago. Come on, how's this tradition? Just because you did it two weeks ago? to me to start the show almost every week, and I, I don't know why. Although, although, although we, we must like make light of Michael's new proper title, Michael T.S. Yeah. Eric. Totally social, baby. You know how I love people. <laughs> what was that? Sound like a toilet flushing. That's what I thought. I thought that was coming from your end, Albert. Uh-oh. That was yeah. the description of Brandon's draft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he took the package. Uh, yeah, he did. Indeed. Hungrily back then. What they tell me, correctly, in its entire breadth (laughs) and width. (laughs) Oh God! With the screaming clothesline. And this is where you cut to the scene: guys jogging down (laughs) the beach, trips over like a piss clam or something, and he stands up, and some girls like, "You need to try some allocades." Oh shit! And then, and then, and then, and then, and then, further down the beach, it's revealed that it's a follow-up to the Beach Blast '93 promo with Sid, Sting, and Davy Boy, and Sid Vader and Cheatham the Midget bombing his boat. Ah, <laughs> oh, Cheatham the Midget. Yes. And how? <laughs> I, I don't know. What do you want me to do here, Dags? I, <laughs> yeah, we got nothing to work with. I guess, I guess recap the draft. I think he wants you to just read we, who we has a, what. We did a recap of the draft at the end of the show. I mean, are we... Uh, I guess we could update the transactions, the free agent period, and the way yeah, we're the I, trades. Yeah. Consummation of said trades. Mm-hmm. What that dude said. Yeah. So just pick up with the free agents and all that. I thought somebody was showing up with a Mel Kuyper Jr. hairdo. And I thought that was supposed to be Diggy and Bill. They were going to be the Kuyper twins. 
Bastards. I told him they need to just load up. Brandon to show up with that ass wig thing he was talking about. <laughs> I, 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 I can't believe somebody put pastries over us. But anyways. Well, all right. Let's just start with uh, Spike in the WWF then. Uh, we immediately after the draft, we, we made one free agent pick up a piece, and I believe that was on the show last week. It I was. think so, yeah. yeah. Spiker picked up Jimmy Snooker with Lou Albano. And then we did uh, we did one, one free agent claim per day, Monday <laughs> through Saturday, and then we did a double shot on Sunday to honor the territories and the until two shows a day mentality. Um, play with the grapplers, Junior, Inke Sasaki, Two Cold Scorpio, The Great Kabuki, Chavo, Mando, and Hector Guerrero. Mr. Fuji and Brother Brudai, Brutus Beefcake. All right, so I have a quick question, Spiker. I have a quick answer, Dags. <laughs> are are Chavo and Mondo and Hector going to come out to come out to Weird Al's parody of uh, Rico Suave, like like Mondo did for Herb? Is he going to come out to Taco Grande? <laughs> They need to come out to uh, Mexican radio. Oh, or, or that's put... genius. That's actually even better, actually. I mean, I was thinking putting on the Ritz because it's by a band called Taco. Hold, um, hold, hold on here. Hold on here. Hold on here, though. This is the WWF we're talking about. We know full well they don't pay for music. This is Chris Spiker's WWF. That's a good point. <laughs> um, I mean... I mean, I, 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 I was there. Mel Phillips can suck all the toes he wants. I mean, goes <laughs> Dags about falling out of the chair. Man. <laughs> Bunion right off their foot right now. It's a ring crew express. <laughs> I'm going to bring in a jobber named Paul Bunyan that <laughs> Phillips is going to do terrible shit to. <laughs> um, no, no, no. That's what happens when you read. No, because I think I'm just going to repackage Outback Jack for that. Perfect. <laughs> oh my God. Jack, correct me if I'm wrong. You got him with no hat, right? Like the LJN figures? Isn't that what yeah. we said? Isn't that what Sp- no hat, no hat, Mike no said? No hat, no boomerang. Sand boomerang. Uh, I, I popped for that, Mike, when you said that. That was good. <laughs> I'm easily amused sometimes. Sometimes? All right, most of the time. <laughs> Unpopular hot take. LJNs are the greatest action figures ever. I'm sorry. I love G.I. Joes. I love Transformers. All that. LJN's greatest toy ever. For me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go with GI Joe just because I never had any LJNs as a kid. I, by the time I was into wrestling, they were already on yeah. the Hasbro figures. Yeah, that wave had crested right before you probably got into the, the deep water. Yeah, I mean, I remember seeing ads in the back of, 
PWI or whatever where you can still order them. But oh, the wrestling one like an arm and a leg for them. Dude, I'm just telling when the commercials first hit, fucking mind blowing. (laughs) Oh, the one where they're like busting into the kids' living room. Yeah. Yeah. Bring all the action. Good shit. I still have all my original ones. I wish I had all mine. Well, that's how Logan's paying for college, so. No, mine are worth nothing. Oh. Maybe my slick figure, because he still has the hat. You can sell them with the hands and shit cut off of them for like fucking 20 bucks a piece. (laughs) And if like you like keys in your car, you can break the fucking window out with one. (laughs) I do have a King Kong Bundy. Sheiky baby Sheiky baby Kong bunny anti-lock oh, yes. <laughs> That'd be a great commercial The King Kong bunny anti-lock device <laughs> And us going to top nine at nine Yeah Yeah me and Mike were talking about that the other day I was like dude I think I just came up with 40 characters Yeah <laughs> <laughs> You should be you should be set for the nine at nine for about six or eight months. I don't know. I'm still I'm still kind of fond of bullshit corner. I think that's a pretty good thing too that, that Bill came up with the other day. Well, because it just okay. leads to this situation right here. Exactly. So exactly. So 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 wait, you guys are telling me I need an angle where King Kong Bunny busts three car window. Gotcha. All right. Uh looks like no. uh Spiker only pulled off one trade. Uh, so sending back Haynes to the USWA for Don Morocco. That's good trade. Good trade. Which, I mean, great trade because it's going to give us the the reemergence of Fuji Vice. Exactly. Yes. And Fuji oh, General. Someone say Fuji General. <laughs> Fuji There's General more. and what was the Western? And I needed a good baby face. Oh, what was the what Western was the called? Western? Oh shit! Oh, no, I, I, rem- I, rem- my head. I remember Blassie as the bartender yelling yes. pencil neck geek. The others were good, but to me, Fuji Vice was the winner of the. Of oh the- yes, Fuji Vice was the best. Fuji uh, Vice was the best. So uh, you're all welcome. <laughs> to jump into Brandon's JCP here. Uh, after the show, he picked up Tommy Rich. Fired up. Then he proceeded to pick up Bad News Allen, J.J. Dillon, the Hardliners, Wahoo McDaniel, the Taskmaster Kevin Sullivan, Kendall Windham, and old Colonel Parker and Jimmy Golden of the Bunkhouse. Uh, I guess not Bunkhouse Buck, but the Stud Stable coming That's- in to, to JCP. <clears throat> Sullivan being out there as long as he was, was to me the most shocking thing because there's well, so much really fun things you can do with Kevin Sullivan. You can, but I don't know where, I mean, I, I guess he could have worked anywhere, but I don't know. To me, he probably would have made the most sense in Crockett or maybe uh, the USWA. But he's also the type of person talent that has to be, feud driven you can't just put him in like a random match right like you can morocco yeah. in a match with anybody because he can work sullivan's very gimmick oriented and it's got it it's got to be part of a story or something 
to have any like sense or value. And and from what little Brandon has has told me, he's got a pretty good story lined up for Sullivan. So I think that was a pretty good pickup. Um, he made a couple of trades. Uh, I sent the wild-eyed Southern boys to Crockett for Zeman Tom Zink. <laughs> I can't wait. And, and the right so state's heritage title. Please tell me you've told Zaha about this. I have not <laughs> talked to him much this week. Hey, he can listen to our podcast. He, right. uh, I, uh, probably not, but uh, <laughs> he hasn't called me at o'clock on his way home from work any night this week, so I haven't I had mean, a chance to him. Uh, also, it was Fuji Bandito was the Western. There you go. There That's you go. Yeah, I, I, I didn't figure that, that Brandon would have much use for the Western States Heritage title, and I've always loved that belt. It's just a nice looking title. And it makes so much sense for the AWA with the the whole spread they had through Colorado and Vegas and California and uh, going up into Winnipeg, Canada and all that. Just so much of the, the western part of the the US and and you know part of Canada there covers them. I think it made more sense for that title to be there. And then the other trade, oh, two more trades for Brando. He sent uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine to the USWA for Buzz Sawyer. That was the uh, the ill-fated hammer and nails trade. Yeah. <laughs> it was an idea. It was in the cooker. And then uh, in, a, in a swap of two free agent pickups, uh, Dags traded the hardliners, who he originally picked up, to... JCP for the destruction crew. The hardliners one hurt me, man. I wanted, I was hoping to get Murdoch off of the pile so I could team him with Adonis. Yeah, I can understand that. Well, well, are the trade is the trade period still open, or are we going to kind of do that on like okay, a case by case basis? I think that's just a discretionary <laughs> thing, you know. Like if you need something yeah. or want something, go looking around, but. I mean, Brandon and I talked the other night, you know, down the road. We want to make uh, it like actual fantasy football where you need league approval, quote unquote, for your trade to be processed. Well, I mean, at least needs we need to at least toss them into the into the chat or something so that everybody knows what's going on. But right. he, that, yeah, I say that way that there's no uh, backroom dirty dealing. Right. He had mentioned uh, <laughs> powers of pain wanting to maybe trade for them at some point, but. You yeah, know. we had briefly talked about Sting and Rotundo. We'll what just have to do, uh, what kind of, what kind of legs we get out of this in lieu of frozen pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're getting this rock and roll express trade. Do up. I said, did you mention this rock and roll express trade? No, I'm getting ready to because that was Drew and I. Okay, because yeah. I, I was just asking because it was out of order from what I'm looking at here. Yeah, I was just I was just trying to go through what was the trades for each specific territory. Ah, I got you. Instead, because I listed them the way the trades actually happened in the chat. Ah, versus uh, that that way was just easier for me to keep track of because I had to scroll through so many messages. I got you. Find them to input them in here because as they happened, I would change uh, the roster here. You know who was who moved where, whatever. 
Gotcha. But, uh, I got to say, hats off, Mike. It's a fucking yeoman's effort, buddy. <laughs> well, I appreciate you putting in the work. Somebody had to do it, and it worked out pretty good. Uh, you know, I don't mind doing that kind of stuff. You demand. All right. Well, so I mean, anyway, man. <laughs> I do have. Michael actually made. Michael actually made Ashlyn do it while she wasn't doing schoolwork. <laughs> Just saying. no. She, she would not have had any interest. She'd have been like, no. herself. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what if I gave you this five dollar bill? Still no. Wow. That would not have give a five bucks these days, man. Kids will she, laugh at you if you pull out a five dollar bill. She just bought. Uh, I mean, Albert's uh, used to kids laughing at him, anyways. So she used the last of her Christmas money and bought Gotham Knights and. Nice. Uh, oh, what's the new Marvel one? Sons of. Uh, Midnight, uh, Midnight Suns. Suns. Midnight Suns. Yeah, she got both of those for a PS5. Gotham Knights. Christmas money. So. You have raised one hell of a kid, my friend. She. Well, I thought. Thought I was going to get to teach her decision making because they were both seventy dollars not too long ago, and when we looked on Amazon, one was down to fifty and one was down to forty, and she had ninety bucks and Amazon gift cards left, so <laughs> no decisions were made. It it was I'm buying them both, but but it was patience though. You she has learned patience through this transaction. Well, only because I told her she couldn't order them until then. <laughs> She would have bought them the day after Christmas if I'd have let her. Fair. But, all right, my my pickups for the AWA, I picked up uh, Tex Slazinger and Shanghai Pierce. Pretty underrated tag team, in my opinion. Agreed. Uh, the Powers of Pain, I was just amazed, made it all the way through the draft. Uh, Scotty Flamingo, a guy that I think just kind of Fell under the radar for everybody. The Hustler, Rip Rogers. Uh, I, I got Doug Summers in trade from Drew. Uh, the PYTs, I needed another uh, babyface tag team, and I'm working on a junior heavyweight division, so a couple more guys for that. Hollywood, John Tatum. Rex King and Steve Dahl. The Rougeaus and Larry Zabisco. That I have to <laughs> say, you taking Coco and Tatum hurt. I I remember the messages in the draft chat. I, I wish I could have seen your face because there was what's probably, fun. There was probably what's the whole funny is other fucker at me again, like you did a couple of times during what's the draft. Funny is the day I put them on my list to have for the next day. It was the same day you took them. It's like you knew exactly what I was doing. Oh, maybe maybe there was a spy camera in that PS2 I sent you. Who knows? I hate you for that. <laughs> uh, in addition to the free agent pickups, I, we also released Andre the Giant to the wild, where he immediately feasted on Buck Zumhoff. Um, Baba. Baba. <laughs> Made a couple Here's of trades. <laughs> Sending Buddy Landell to the USWA for Nick Bockwinkle. Two <sighs> and a bag of White Castle Bites that have not yet been opened, but they we may try those out next week. Pretty damn tasty, buddy. And then uh, 
at the aforementioned trade with, with Brando and JCP for the Western States title and Tom Zink, who I should have just taken along with Rick Martell as the Can-Am connection originally. But it, it was fine. And then well, that was uh, before you knew about the greatness of Z-Man character that he came it, up with. It was. I was going to say, if you would have took the Can-Ams, we never would have birthed Z-Man. Z-Man. <laughs> and I wouldn't Which have... One of the highlights the last episode. I wouldn't have used that to jump off to the great feud they're going to have when the Can-Ams split up. So... Yeah. It, it worked I'm out. not going to give a spoiler or nothing, but I'll just say, guys, it's a fucking brilliant idea. Oh, oh no, I sent... I recorded a little voice message and sent it to Dags and then put it in the in our regular group chat. Uh, oh, I was giving him a little taste of of what we talked about as as and in the voice and all. Z man as managed by Pierre Escargo. <laughs> oh man, playing Frenchie Martin. That's genius. That's. That may become Doug Summers' role at some point. He may be. Jesus so, Christ. Yeah, after he's done with the Jesus Christ run, that may be <laughs> character. He's just going to have, he's just going to rotate through gimmick after gimmick after gimmick, I think. Oh my God, there's Zaha's gimmick. G- Jesus Christ superstar. Actually, I think, didn't they do that in high school? A production of that, maybe? That was God's spell. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> More like Gob Smack, knowing him. God Stopper. <laughs> God Bold. God Bold. God Bold. <laughs> fell off the roof. Uh, that is great. The- <laughs> like, uh, 5% of the audience is going to get that and lose it, and everyone else is just going, like, what the fuck is that? That's, that's what <laughs> inside baseball. The fuck is with uh, you guys? The other the other trade I made here was I sent the Rock and Roll Express to the USWA for Playboy Buddy Rose and Doug Summers. I really I really wanted Buddy Rose, and when Drew took him, that really kind of bummed me out. I thought I could maybe get him in the last round. But... Well, that's good because chicks need banged in the USWA. <laughs> right. That's true. They they're going to be competing with Al Perez now, but. You know the Rock and Roll Express. They were, they were a value pickup for me. Being there in the tenth round, I never thought there'd be any chance of that happening. And I didn't really need them with the Rockers already. You know, having such a similar gimmick. But they actively drafted because I just I didn't want to have even the idea of putting the Rock and Roll of Midnight together. Right. Just because it's been done. Yeah, and I think your Fabs versus Midnight Express feud will probably be better. I think so, especially with the IDI. I honestly always preferred the Midnights versus the Fantastics when it came to in-ring stuff. I just felt yeah, like they matches than than the Midnights and the Rock and Roll. I'm probably rock and roll get the emotion though. Yeah. I mean anything that to support your boy Dylan Hines, but <laughs> oh, <Hey. done. laughs> all right, we've got uh, Jason's UWF. He picked up Sean Waltman, Jerry Lynn, 
Yes. <laughs> used a lot of his pickups in trades. He was he was pretty smart about this. Was uh, I really though? <laughs> I think so because you got you got some people that you wanted, and you know it's it's like I mentioned. I think I think it was in the draft chat. I used to do the same thing playing Madden, and I, I want to say it was Madden '98, maybe, where there was a handful of free agents out there that were in, rated in the '90s, but they were only going to play like one more year and retire. So you'd sign them and trade them for draft picks and build your team, and that's what you did. You built your roster out by grabbing some guys on the free agent wire and then packaging them to get talent that you wanted. I think that's smart. Uh, Roster building. You could also get like left or right tackles in the seventies, and then move them to guard, and you get them in the nineties. Yep. <laughs> or move them. linebackers to defensive end. Yep. We'll need to remember all this for one of our video game episodes. <laughs> all right, so we got Sean Waltman. We got Jerry Lynn. Uh, there's the. He picked up the hardliners that he flipped for the destruction crew. Killer bees. Uh, Captain my eyes. Buddy Jack Roberts and Lanny Poffo. On the trade front. So 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 what you're saying is Jason picked up a bunch of guys who are dicks and then a guy who can suck his own dick. Full <laughs> of glory and renown. <laughs> Well, could past tense, uh, yeah, past tense. Well, Maybe that's how they, they buried, buried him that you way. Know, I, was, I was just about to say, what kind of casket they used? <laughs> they folded him up and they cremated him, but that's terrible. I was thinking it, I wasn't saying it because I, mean, I went too far last episode. It wasn't. It wasn't Puerto Rico and Brody, so they probably didn't do that. Oh Jesus! <laughs> um, you know. Okay. Bruce ghost probably still haunts Puerto Rico, damn it. I would imagine. On the trade front, Dags had picked up Paulie dangerously and paired him with the Heavenly Bodies and traded him for Al Perez. So, yeah, there is the void. You had to get the rock and rolls, Drew. With, with Al Perez gone, chicks needed bangs. You had to bring in the rock and roll. Yeah. 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 You sound so sad about it, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the ladies were looking forward to the to the Latino heat, <laughs> and then the, for the Memphis also, heat, the hardliners and destruction crew trade that we've mentioned for Dags. Uh, then we've got Drew's USWA. Uh, at the end of the show, he picked up Pat Patterson to be his booker for uh, Memphis, I believe. Correct. Correct. All right, acquired Polly dangerously in trade. He picked up the new breed, the Drew breed. I love yes, it. The new breed, fucking love it. Jerry Lawler, Tony Atlas, Austin Idol, Nikolai Volkov, Del Wilkes, who I had on my list and had planned on picking up. So that one, that one got me. Uh, Bill Dundee, and then Terry Taylor was another guy that I had. Plans for my very last pick, and Drew snagged him. But that that got Zabisco back in the AWA, so I guess it worked out. Let me throw this out here: Lawler and Tony at Tony Atlas as a team, the teen and feet connection. 
Okay, so 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 I actually just have a couple things about this. So Sabisco and Wyndham can feud between promotions for the Western States Heritage title. <laughs> and and secondly, can we call it the Drew SWA? <laughs> <laughs> We don't want too much. Of it. No, no. Uh, and I think we've covered all of Drew's trades. There was the Buddy Landell trade, which I still, you know, I, I took him because I thought, oh, I might be able to get something good from Drew out of this. Or worst case scenario, I've got a nature boy for the AWA then. And he would have been sure. in the mid-card mix and then moving up towards the the title eventually, but he had he had to be part of the Von Eric angle. So still waiting on the Grogu car for King Kong Bundy, but well, you know <laughs> Paul Lee is still out there, and he, and he I need a nature boy. Yeah, and there. he's going to stay out there too. <laughs> he's he's probably going to stay out there if Rick needs money. I th- I think he's probably only an option for JCP. I don't think he's going to travel. Actually, I think he's probably in there for the jobber roster. <laughs> he might be. I don't. I don't know when he started. If he'd have made the cutoff by '92 or not. So he was there in the uh, Austin Pillman days. I remember seeing him work with Austin in the stunning Steve days. Yeah. Which, which wasn't Michael that said he preferred the stunning Steve over Stone Cold? Absolutely. Every yeah. day, twice on Excellent. Sunday. I mean, yeah, work, work, work rise, absolutely. Over kick punch Austin. Yeah. But, see, the, but see, the kick punch Austin wasn't his fault, though. That was a side effect of... I understand yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. great gimmick, and it was uh, amazing, but I just like watching him actually wrestle. Yeah, I yeah. mean... Because he was I, really... Good. If I was a promoter, Steamboat, holy I, crap! Oh yeah, because he's going to make me more money. As a fan, if I'm picking a, a Steve Austin match to watch, it nine times out of ten, it's going to be a stunning Steve match. It's not going to be a Stone Cold match. Absolutely. The, the matches with Steamboat, the matches with Dustin, the tag matches with Pillman. There's just so much amazing stuff that he put. Put on record there in WCW, and had he had Hogan not come in, you know, we harken back to one of our earliest episodes. No Hogan in the WCW, Steve Austin main events against Dustin for the ten pounds of gold or the big big gold belt for a long, long. Amen. Yeah, because around that same time, that's when Rude goes out with his back, yep. Steamboat out. They were the future of that company until Hogan came in. Paulie makes the cut. Can can you imagine Austin and Dustin at Starcade 93 for the U.S. title? You don't get Hogan and Butcher or Hogan and Beefcake, whatever the hell he was at 94. You get Austin versus Rhodes at 94. Yeah. For the for the world title. Or or that's when Austin takes it off Blair. And that's what it should have been. Yeah, you should have had you know, there should have been a point where Dustin or Austin one, you know, gets that passing of the torch moment from Flair. And 
you know, they transition into being the guys along with Sting uh, as the main the main event for WCW. But that's an alternate reality that I, I I'd like to be in, but unfortunately, it's not what we got. So that covers all the all the paperwork and everything here, all the trades, all the free agent pickups. Anybody got any gimmick changes in their territory besides me? Well, I'm I'm debating what I'm doing still, and I'll probably think about it this week, but it's going to be more Eye of the Tiger Japanese Hogan than it is going to be red and, white, red and yellow Hogan for right now. Absolutely. As it should be. Yes. Boots Hogan is the best Hogan. With the Ichiban. Ichiban. Yeah. Now, is he coming out? Is he coming out to the Ichiban song? Yes. Yes. In your face. Yes, because because that song is awesome, and I know for a fact that that Dag does it as his ringtone every morning when he wakes up. (laughs) I think I'd be shot. So. (laughs) I do think though that that. The Axe Bomber clothesline from Hogan is underrated. Yeah. And and like we we talked about in the draft chat, I think there's a good chance Hogan's in better physical shape if he worked the Japanese style and used the Axe Bomber instead of going to the leg drop and fucking up his hip. Yeah. Because, that, because, I, because, because I'm sorry, maybe it's just me as a wrestling fan, but I know... Being a lot, I mean, I was born in 85, so I was kind of born, you know, Gags and I were kind of born during the Hulkamania area. But looking back on it now, I would have paid the shit out of see Hogan and Brody in a main event and have a few Japanese Hogan fighting the monster Brody. You guys are actually the result of fucking Hulkamania, man. <laughs> you, man. That's why I don't shit on Hogan a whole, I mean, I do to some degree, but it's hard when. I'm not a wrestling fan if it isn't for Hogan. There's had the eye of the tiger in 85, man. That's why you're alive. <laughs> Hit the bedroom, just shirt shredded off. Boom. Uh, I've, I've got a couple of gimmick changes. One that I don't really want to go into right now because it's a <laughs> big storyline. Uh, the other one, though, is the, the team of Hollywood John Tatum and superstar Rip Rogers as the phenomenal ones. And that's purposely misspelled with an F instead of a PH. You know why Albert, do you know why it's misspelled? Um, Cause they didn't, have they didn't have time for school. They were too busy with your mom. <laughs> That, that's the first one that they cut with Larry Nelson. Is Larry Nelson asking them why the name is misspelled on the Chirons? And, and, and then he becomes orgasmic Larry Nelson and man. <laughs> <laughs> the best. Rip Rogers tells him it's spelled F E nominal. I love that. I. <laughs> And they are going to be the sleaziest, scummiest version of the Fantastics or the Fabulous Ones that you have ever seen. Now, now, can you utilize, can you utilize Baron Von Rashke as a jobber in the AWA just so we can get the watch out, Baron Von Rashke? 
<laughs> I just got to say, man, like scummy people are the best heels. I, you know, Baron Von Raschke, even though he's he's in there to be a jobber, he may just go out and manage the power <laughs> of pain because I need somebody in a cape on the show, right? I'm fucking dying thinking about the music videos for these guys. Uh, it would be tremendous. Yeah, the, I'm telling you, it's a gimmick that would make so much money. Everybody's going to hate them. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how many how many small cuts and things they may have from pocket knives fans <laughs> coming down to the ring, but there's going to be a few. So I'm 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 thinking and hear me out on this. So in order to turn boss man face. You have Akeem and Bundy team up, and then Akeem turns into one-man gang, thereby destroying my good buddy Dave Jordan's dreams when Akeem turns into one-man gang. <laughs> so how do you reverse that ceremony? That's what I want to know. Papa Shango. Um, <laughs> I mean, Papa Shango is floating around somewhere out there. Or 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 Kevin Sullivan guest appearance. That that That's where... Uh, maybe I can deal with Brandon and see if we can get Kevin Sullivan in for a one shot. Gary Hart, Gary Hart comes in and snaps his fingers and calls him Moon, and it turns him right back. That's amazing. I love that. <laughs> I love you for that. <laughs> yes, because I because I, I'm like, hmm. It's like I want to turn Boss Man face eventually. And how am I going to do this? I'm like, well, Bundy needs something to do. So Bundy and Gang could be like a killer tag team. And them against the road wars would be pretty for breaking car windows. Now I do I do want to <laughs> do want to pitch one of Drew's ideas from, from last show. And that's yes, a Bundy no, no. Invader Bundy Invader tag team where they do the powerplex as their finisher. Oh. <laughs> Bundy with the superplex <laughs> and Vader coming off with the splash. I mean on I that mean, old school wanna... WWF ring. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean, you know, I don't want to kill anybody, but poor Mario Mancini is going to get it, you know. The ultimate five count. What about Conspiracy Theorist? So wait, so somebody picked up Volkov, but Boris Zukov's still out there. I found one of my new favorite punching bags. <laughs> I, before we before we got started here, I had messaged Dags, and I, I said, you know, I guess Bug Zumhoff would count as a jobber here for me so i may book him in a literal texas death match against the powers of pain the islanders and the fst you know who he should really wrestle shawarma man <laughs> and before they lock up he'd be like how is it that you've come to arrive here <laughs> and then just beat the piss up <laughs> which okay outside of the fact that he's a complete piece of shit and deserves to die who the fuck thought a guy in an Elvis jumpsuit carrying a fucking boombox around like a freaking dolt was rock and roll and cool? The idea of what rock and roll was. Greg the Gagne, same guy, maybe the same guy who was afraid that the term rockers would make people think of rocking chairs. That guy. That's the guy. Yep. Uh. <laughs> It's the least rock and roll gimmick to ever exist. So, so I was trained by the piece of shit. Gimmick would be like one of those black metal dudes 
those church burner crazy guys from Sweden or whatever. That'd be a good gimmick yeah. with the crazy makeup. Shit. Yeah, shit, King Diamond. Shit person it works. Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> so I definitely decided Sean Waltman's coming out to You're the Best from The Karate Kid. I love that you went as far as to come up with theme music for every single wrestler. I, well, if I'm going to be writing this stuff out, I got to make it, you know, I got to be descriptive. I, 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 I still think Watts would let Tito use girls in cars, but that's one of the greatest theme songs ever, Dags. Come on, dude. Sorry. The AWA has appropriated that song for the Can-Am connection. That's fine. <laughs> I did change yeah. Tito from from Wolf Bomb. But not like girls in cars. So <laughs> for athletic listeners who who are gay, but you're not gay. Is Tito <sighs> the new gimmick that Drew gave him last time? Titsy Tito. <laughs> Titsy yeah. Santana. Titso. <laughs> Titso then Santana. Then you have to manage my Missy. <laughs> <laughs> Tito um, or Juan Tijuana. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good reference. That's a good one. Eating barbecue to go on. Yeah. El Maiden form. <laughs> oh, what is his? What's his other gimmick in that game? <laughs> Hang on. Because it, it, it's it's the Matador, but I forget what the name is for. Yeah, give me a second and I'll find it. Uh, it it means the Matador. does anybody else remember the farley sketch uh where he was el nino spanish they were doing like the weather channel spanish for the nino and then they had jim brewer come in dressed as flair yep do you remember mad tv having a mexican wrestling sketch too and it was el asa wipo and el bag of crap go crapo Yes, <laughs> I remember that well. El Asolipo, I will how, how break you over my knee you, like this. Break your back, win my knee like this. And, and of course, and if anybody I, would remember, I, it would be him. One of my favorite things was when they did like a, a Christmas special with them, and Senior El Bago Crapo was uh, a Santa Claus, and he would say. I am a Santa Claus, and he has a big bag of crap in his hand. Bad <laughs> uh, TV, I think, didn't get near enough love for the record. I thought it was a fantastic sketch comedy show. Yeah, I like hit and miss, <laughs> but it was more hit than miss at the time than Saturday Night Live, which was mostly miss. Mike, are you there? Yeah, it was it was still just Juan Tijuana. No, oh, uh, that sucks. The name didn't change. He was just in a different uh, different outfit. Well, I think since Albert's the only one here who can talk about grades. Yes. yes. So, so 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 wait. So you mean to tell me that the British Bulldogs can come out to Royal Britannia? But Tito comes out to rule Tijuana. I I believe he comes out to uh, uh, the uh, tequila. Uh, the, 
Mexican. Well, well that's good too. But I was going to say, make him do the Pee Wee Herman walk all the way to the ring. Well, Dan Housen, I saw Dan Housen do that in a match against Hornswoggle. So, um, but uh, he really did. He's like mid match, he started playing it and he was doing the Pee Wee Herman walk and then he turned and he kicked Hornswoggle at ringside. With, uh, but, uh, anyways, I, I was going to say somewhere in Louisville, uh, Cornette felt a disturbance in the force and punched a <laughs> hole in his wall. I tell you what, and I, I don't like a lot of silly wrestling, but. I got a kick out of that match. <laughs> also, also, uh, uh, Hornswoggle held up a mirror to uh, block Dan Housen's curse and send it back to him. That's that's not how that works at all. <laughs> it apparently did that time because he went to curse him. And since Hornswoggle held up the mirror, he was pointing it at himself, the curse, with his hands. And uh, he lost to Hornswoggle. There you go. But anyways, enough of that. Say, before Albert gets to his grades, I'm really disappointed that nobody seemed to mention the fact that Greg Gagne never returned to Minnesota after failing to meet his sales quota of Dyna Powder. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite part. Of the oh, man. Guys, oh, guys, guys oh, that was gold. That was gold. Anytime Greg Gagne is left out of anything, it's a good time. But... <laughs> And I got to say, I didn't really want to read any of those. But I read that part, though. I was like, okay, that's good. <laughs> God, you failed to meet his quota. You got to hit the, you got to, you got to hook the reader right away. Pull him in. To read it. it was 1980-something. Yeah, Greg Gagne. No, I'm going to say his name the way, hold on. I'm going to say his name the way I used to say it before I knew how to pronounce it. It was 1980-something. Greg Gagne. Never returned to Minnesota. <laughs> After playing college football in Wyoming and failing to beat his sales quota of Dyna Power Powder. Good stuff. Yeah, I also called him Greg Gagne before I knew how to pronounce it, so you're not well, alone. To be fair, not to be confused with Greg Gagne, played for the Stop. Minnesota Twins. The Twins, yeah. <laughs> Greg Gagne. Spelled the along, exact same way, pronounced differently. Along with Jim Tommy. <laughs> Tahomi? Tahomi? <laughs> Jim 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 Tommy. <laughs> as as I mentioned to uh uh Dags the other day, I refuse to pronounce Rusty Kuntz's name correctly, although I just did. <laughs> yeah, so that because failed. Good job. Because this is a family show. Why wouldn't you call him Rusty Kuntz? <laughs> <laughs> All, all right. So, <laughs> so story time. And this I love is my, here's one of my favorite people. And this is why, one of my favorite people forever. So, my buddy Dean gave me and some other Malenko? friends this. T- huh? Dean-o. Malenko? No, oh. not Dean Malenko. The man of a thousand friends? <laughs> no, my ho. dean doesn't shake. Um, dean ho, ho, <laughs> So he was telling us stories about how he would send catalogs to his friends back in the day, 
with awful names and they'd be like the worst catalogs, the like catalogs for grandmas and, and whatnot. Well, his genius ass told me. And what do you think the first thing I did was to start signing him up for the most ridiculous free catalogs I could find with just the oh, absolute no. awful names I could think of. Basically, I stole everything from Richard and Sal on the Stern show. Um, nice. So nice. I, I sent one to him and, and, and the name was, was my dirty cunts. And he proceeded to post a picture of it on Facebook with a description about the fact that his wife was walking around the house yelling the name and then questioning him and her daughter if either one of them were behind it. And this went on for an entire night. (laughs) I'm I'm at home reading this on Facebook in fucking tears because I can see his now (laughs) ex-wife doing this perfectly in my head. You, you, You ruined the marriage over a catalog. Good job, Jason. No, it was not. It was it's not, not even a good name. It should be something like Larry Fisterbottom or something. <laughs> uh, let me think about all the ones we, we had. Barry McCockiner. Um, <laughs> my, my, my dirty cunts. <laughs> should be ashamed. Harry B. Folds. Um, oh, shit. I, I tried to get. I'm not going to say it. It's a Jerry Lawler one. I'm not going to say that one on the air. Uh, um, uh, but yeah, we, we did as many awful names as we could think of. And that was the one to get her to react. Running around the house screaming. <laughs> Who's behind my dirty cunt? <laughs> well, you are. <laughs> okay, is my connection garbage or is everybody else seeing a frozen dags? <laughs> frozen dags. That is not a delicious lunchtime meal, so. <laughs> Dean Ho! Oh, man. <laughs> you guys Albert, mad you hear me? You guys are just mad. I can hear you. Yeah, yes. You were freezing up here. Your picture's still frozen, but your voice was cutting out earlier, and I was like, "Don't know if that's my connection or if it's his." It must be yours. Yeah, I think it is. As long as you guys can hear me fine, when I. Give you my grades here for this. Uh, well, speaking of which, I respect you, teacher man. He's gonna go through uh, each each grouping and uh, grade appropriately. I can't. Okay, so I'm gonna look here, and I got a. Uh, let's see. Uh, so I'm I grading this based on. Uh, I'm going to look at the tabs here for each one here. So I'm I'm at the WWF right now on the auspices of one Chris Spiker. And I see he's got. All right. So he's got Hogan at the top there. Brother Piper. Brother. Boy, let me tell you something, brother. Oh, Chris. Uh, Magnum TA. Stan Hansen. 
Um, sir, it's Magnum Ta. Magnum Ta. Get it right. Ta. Totally awful. Uh, well, he's not totally he's not totally social, so he's not totally awesome. I know that. Totally awesome. No, no, no. Uh, Ultimate Warrior, Bruiser Brody. Ultimate Warrior is the Grimlock of the WWE. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. Dude, and, you don't know how much popped me last show. That was so perfect. Uh, <laughs> and, me uh, no destrucity. And, and, and don't worry, he will be used as such. <laughs> What's up, guys? Oh, Diggy. crap. Oh, oh it's Diggy. Diggy was running. Everyone's favorite Chase Free Sticker joined us. Okay, so Michael has to go back and retell you everything that he went through <laughs> earlier to catch up now. No. You know, out, out of, out of, uh, out of, uh, uh, what was it that, uh, Dags called it? Uh, 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 um, uh, for old times' sakes, because tradition, out of tradition. You need to recap it, everything for Diggy. Mike does not need to do that. No, he does not. <laughs> so Barry Horowitz is the WWE champion. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Buck Zumhoff was in Vince McMahon's limo and blew up for real. <laughs> <laughs> What's Buck Z. McGraw doing as a paralegal? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, D-Man We're gonna make Tom, Tom's angle will now be more over From that than he ever was in his actual Like real Wrestling career Thank you Drew You're welcome You know, you know one of my favorite Stories about Z-Man Or Z-Man As you call him Is, is when he, kissed, is when he uh, left Johnny Ace No when he, when he <laughs> left When he left Mid-South he left Mid-South and he told Bill Watts that uh, he had to go home for uh, whatever reason it was. And Bill Watts just looks at him and goes, you're a flake, boy. You're a flake, what a story. boy. What a Good story. Uh, Compelling and rich. Dags and I are over here just popping each other with squeeze list stuff. <laughs> All right. I'm providing to- proof of said incident. So <laughs> now on the panda watch. Okay. While you're doing that, I'm gonna go back to this uh, list here. So then, then we have Snooker with Albano, Ace Cowboy Bob Orton Jr., Brutus Beefcake. Hold on, uh, Albert. Are you reading the list off again? Yes. <laughs> Hey, don't tell me how to do this. I'm a I'm a professional, sir. Uh anyways, I'm gonna uh, give uh we very loosely. Spiker, Spiker, you know I'm in the middle of grading yours. So come on here. Give me a little slack here. Or I'm gonna have to cut well, I'm gonna have to work you down, son. 
Oh, take points off here. Interrupting the teacher. Not cool. Yes, I'm, on there. I'm on there, Dean Douglas. Uh, up. Uh, oh, well, that's good. I'm going to have to take off points now. I'm gonna, uh, I, I was going to give you an A for this, but now you're going to be rude like that. We're going to mark this all the way down to a uh, uh, still an A. Brother. All right, so he, I got a, I got an A for this uh, effort here from uh, old Spiker here. Let's go to the uh, the JCPW here, WC, the WCW of uh, uh, the, J, the JCPWCW of uh, old Brando. Mostly, he's got some good stuff here. He's got a couple that I'm like wondering why he made these some of these choices. For example, you know. He, he picked up Johnny B. Bad before he picked up guys that he got through free agency, like uh, Bad News Allen and uh, the like. All better picks than Johnny B. Bad. So, on account of that, I'm going to give him a, a B plus. Look, Other dude. Than that, John, Johnny B. Bad bang Sable. You never did. I don't think that's a very good um, <laughs> basis for anything. All right. Yeah, but to be fair, Johnny B. loaned Sable out to a lot of people. So is it really a prize? I saw that. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say, but Brock spends five hours a night with her, and then he thinks about Bobby Lashley. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, by the way, was one of the best promo lines in years. Yeah, but he also goes home and bangs her and drinks a Coors Light because Bud Light wouldn't sponsor him. Because Bud Light doesn't pay him. And, and then eats a Jimmy John sandwich. Might even climb on my old lady later than 90 cents. Is it an old lady or is it just plastic at this point? Uh, she's definitely an old lady. Yeah, so solid B-plus here for... Oh, who am I kidding? I'll give him an A minus. A minus. A minus for the uh, JCP WCW. Also, I'd love to see Albert feud with Max Payne. Just saying. <laughs> Max Payne. I don't understand. We're talking about the the the, the future man, Mountain Rock, Max Payne. <laughs> Johnny B. Bad, Max Payne, feuded over a guitar and a bad blaster. Come on, dude, 93 WCW, the year of fucking Battle Bowl. The year Battle Bowl had its own show, and you had Johnny B. Bad uh, and Max Payne feuding. Uh, I didn't get WCW until 1994. So uh, that was a match at the infamous, uh, hey, kid, I'll sign that for you card. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow... That that's the obligatory Van Hammer reference to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Johnny B. Bad wore a mask for that match, by the way. All right, AWA, based solely on the fact that he has Owen Hart on his list, I got to give him an A. Right there, yeah, the greatest. But no, on top of all this, so. Uh, I guess lots of good picks here. Savage, Paul. Got 
got Hennig. So, Blanchard and Anderson. Let me ask you this, Big Mike. Why is it you have the Rockers listed, but you also have the Midnight Rockers listed? You have well, the Rockers as fences and the Midnight Rockers as heels. That's a that's a big angle coming soon to the AWA, but I don't want to uh, don't want to spill that yet. Until we get to that, uh, it's going to be I mean, it's going to be a pretty big deal. It's uh, okay. something that kind of developed a situation from the uh, junior heavyweight tournament and the tag title tournament. It's going to be pretty freaking awesome. I got to be honest. It is, it is going to culminate in a ladder match for the term midnight. <laughs> it, it quite possibly is my uh, my Pat Patterson booking moment. Like he, he, when he came up with the Royal Rumble, it's I'm not going to say it's on the same level as that, but it's as close as I'm going to get to that kind of an idea. I think Judas Priest on a pole match. Where's the forklift? Drew cornered the market second month. Robert, Robert Alford might be a little too excited about that. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm gonna give the AWA an A. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're close to Canada, so A. A. <laughs> a. <laughs> uh, on to Mid South UWF. Ted DiBiase, Chico Santana. No, no, if it's Mid-South, it's Debussy. Get it right, dude. Come on. I'm sorry. Debussy. Debussy. And it'd be Dugan instead of Doug. Yeah, I was Dugan, gonna say, yeah. I got followed by Hacksaw Jim Dugan. <laughs> it's, it's, I tell you what, I had not seen a lot of Mid-South. It's like, I bought that Mid-South uh, Blu-ray when they did that WWE. Right. This is before the network putting out all their stuff. So I was like, oh, I want to see some of this. And, and it, the thing where he's in the gorilla suit and he cuts off the mask and it reveals that it's Duggan and you got Bill Watson commentary. It's, it's, it's Duggan. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, demolitions on here. You got Dr. D, baby. Uh, Rick Rude. All right. Yeah, I... I gotta give. I again. I'm. I'm gonna say this solid, solid lineup. Giving it an A. Okay. Before we continue, I have a question for Mike. Yeah. Because you got you got Bobby. Are you going to do a weasel suit match at some point? You know, I hadn't really thought that far. It's possible he and Bockwinkle may have something like that down the line. Pure class. Because I had I had a WrestleFest '88 on the other day, and Bobby selling the weasel suit and the tail is genius. He's so good at it. Okay, is that is that the one where he wakes up and has? Yes. The, I, That's the, a match with Warrior. Here's the right? reason why. You know, we had we had the discussion in the group chat the other day if Heyman had passed Cornette for number two behind Heenan. Heenan will never be topped to me simply for things like that. He, he had perfect comedic timing. Uh, you know, as Bockwinkle said, Heenan could step in and do what he did or what Ray did when they were a team, but they couldn't do what Heenan did. 
Heenan wrestled like a manager and managed like a wrestler. And he was just, he was perfect at everything he did. It's crazy how, how good he was. He got every little nuance of what he was doing. I mean, that's, that's hard to argue. Numero uno. But yeah, he, I, I could see Bockwinkle versus Heenan in a weasel suit match, potentially. That, that's, that's a good idea. To I mean, that, that gimmick started in the AWA. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea to blow that portion of the feud off down the line. I don't want to interrupt, but I'm watching Chuck Von Eric against SD Jones right now from MSG. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Oh, I saw Danny Von Eric. Mm-hmm. And it goes at 20 I, minute Broadway. It might. I think they only get 15, though, in the opener. Well, you know. Charlie Fulton, baby. Later, later on, we might have to see Kelly Von Eric beating up the boss man with his nightstick. He's he's currently in a six-man match that I'm watching. The Rockers and Ray Stevens against uh, Kelly Von Eric, Jesus Christ, Doug Summers. <laughs> All right, Albert. What is now, the USWA now, now that's, grade? That's that's Jesus, just like Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Christ. Christ. As that's what he said. As an assortment of Jesus Christ. That's oh. the I'm I'm pretty yeah. sure that's what he said, but <laughs> I, well, I, I wanted to I, be clear, I, you know. I, my my hearing, you know, I uh, I wanted to make sure I was uh, hearing that correctly. Okay, so I'm looking at the USWA now. Apparently, your site's not that great either. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Spiker's throwing them out tonight. Well, yeah, I take these. I take off my glasses. I can't see anything. Ah, <laughs> Spiker wants me to reach through here and slap the taste out of his mouth. Is what he's calling for. Is what I'm hearing. If what do we say? We do way out of line. Way out of line, sir. Way out of line. And what hurts the most is the lack of respect. All right, Magoo, Which hurry up. Most of that other thing. Hurts <laughs> the second most is the lack of respect. Uh. A lot of interesting stuff going on here. And for what he's got, my only thing is I've never been much of a Memphis guy to an extent. I like some of the people, so it's like some of this is... But... This is... If you're going to do this uh, Memphis to... Texas connection here. This is probably the best version of this. I mean, he's got the Midnight Express with Cornette, and he's got the Heavenly Bodies, and he's got on top of that, the Fabs, so he could ideally, if he wanted to at some point, shift Stan in there and have the Super Midnight. The Super That's Midnight the Heavenly Bodies. The threat level Midnight Express. But there you go. I am. There you go. Mic drop. So, yeah, I, I, can't really, I can't really complain too much about this. I can't say 
I, I give this a name. No, but uh, the booking will make sense. That actually has to be the title of the episode, Threat Level Midnight Express. That's fucking genius. I think Drew is, is is he's got something pretty interesting here with with doing the two separate territories. I mean, it's 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 correct based on the historical nature of it. But I'm really I'm I mean I'm definitely interested in Waldo's kids. I think that's the selling point, though. <laughs> well, they come well, out. That, that is, that is very interesting because that's that's something totally new. So. It's been cooking in my brain for 20 years. And I love every you for day. that. Oh. Every, day, every day Drew gets up at 3 o'clock in the morning and says, how about these Von Eric boys? Did you God, consider having Lance in that group at all, Drew? I'll tell you something, that boy ain't no damn Von Eric. <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta get the gun again, son of a bitch. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Get the, the Plasmodils in the sleeping bag this time. Come okay, on. Okay, my connection. And a shovel. I, I, I actually can't wait for Drew's spinoff reality. I gave him the Choose Your Own Von Eric adventure. Yes. And he needs to spin off from that. I, I Drew needs to spin that off and they're like a spinoff TV show. It's like, it's a two-page book. <laughs> it's like, once upon a time, there was a shitload of Von Erics. Choose what happens next. Well then, well, <laughs> but, it's literally an envelope. My connection was freezing up until I hear, and then it comes back in right when he says, "There was once a shitload of Von Erics, and then there wasn't." That's it. Oh, that's good stuff. Well, you know there was All a right. punk band called the Dead Von Erics, right? Really. Uh, well, okay. Storyline is covers or what? Oh. oh man, it's been a while since I had to look this up. Um, or did they do did, go in the wrestling? Did they did they open for Puddle of Mud? <laughs> Evan needed a champion. <laughs> Puddle of crud. Puddle of crud. I mean, Carrie's got a gun. I mean. <laughs> oh, 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 coming to oh, you from Pro Town Records. So they are a Boston based band. I don't know why I got talked about that. Ghost. I'm looking up information. Talk amongst yourselves. Give me a minute here. Are you from the first plant? A little, yeah. <laughs> what are you watching in the background there, Dags? Your your screen, like the ba- I, all I'm looking is like the background of here, like the wall behind you is like. Well, I have um, I have the light tinted, oh, okay. blue, but I also have uh, some mid south on. Oh, yeah, nice. Chad working his ass off here. Just stole the wind by pulling the trunks. That Chaz is a sneaky bastard. Gosh, Chuck. Gosh. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. These new gay guys, and I'm not going to take it. Oh, gosh. You know Fritz broke Kevin's jaw at some point. I'm telling you, I... Oh, you know, 
sound like my jaw's all busted to shit. Why did why did what in Vegas that did it? <laughs> Where are you there? Where are you there? Where are you there? Which I got I got to give you credit, Albert. You do far more of an impression than Brian Last does. We, just it, it doesn't take much. Okay. Oh, he's got his golf. Really, that's all I got too, though. Let's be honest. Although I'm working on, I'm working on this thing where I, I do the thing with my jaw, like he does now. Where it's like, like you say, know, it's working. It's a you work in progress. You should commit. You should really commit. commit to the gimmick and get your jaw wired shut. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me I should commit to the gym and get my jaw broken. Well, I mean, that would work too. You could do that. <laughs> and, and then have a legit reason to get a wired It's a hell of a booking meeting. Oh, some placidils. I need you to commit to this gimmick. Okay, the dead Von Erics consist of Bob Von Eric, Josh Von Eric, and Brian Von Eric. And their first album was called The Curse. Those, okay, now, now points for that because that's good. But those are some terrible Von Eric names. Yeah. I, I'm thoroughly disappointed with that aspect of it. Come and on. the pic oh god, the picture on their website is Fritz with uh Kevin and David. I had to go through the internet archive. It's not the one with, with Doris in there. Doris. <laughs> Doris. <coughs> Doris. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> I swear my I think my favorite bit from Lapsed Fritz is when he tells Doris to go back to the kitchen, make him something to eat, not read any books. <laughs> Wait, what is that from? Uh, from the lapsed is that fan. From the lapsed fan. Yeah, it's from there. They've got like, I don't know how many parts it is, but I think it's like sixty-seven hour long. It's uh, like fifteen parts coverage 15. of world class, and I mean it. It covers. From when Fritz was a kid all the way through the end. I mean, the deep dives they do are unreal. Any book that has anything pertaining to their topic, they read and, and mention. I mean, they, they do their homework and then some. It's the best research uh, podcast. I'm like certain people on this call. And it's the funniest, too. Yes. My favorite was, Doris, you bitch. You birthed me a bunch of pussies. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, it's, a, it's a lot of hours. You, I can listen to it at at least uh, 1.2 speed. I can't go one and a half on it. it. It goes too fast. But it is well worth your time to, to listen to these. Uh, the AWA Deep Dive is amazing. Uh, World class deep dive is amazing. Uh, Survivor Series '94 to hear uh, Lap Helen threaten to cut Vince's eye out with a spoon. <laughs> Anything with Jesse and Jim. 
is yes. really good. Yes. Last Jesse is awesome. The <laughs> Black Saturday episodes with Freddie Miller. Yes, Freddie Miller. Oh, Peter man. Butter the Bumblebee. <laughs> oh. Doris Von Eric family photo incoming to the chats. Oh, oh no. boy. Oh, I know. I think I know what one it is. Did you upgrade the? Uh, the did you upgrade Waldo's kids' picture yet, yeah, Mike? That's it. Freaking, oh. I freaking love Chris. Yeah. I, My what I never understood when they put him in the Hall of Fame with the rest of the Von Erichs or WWE, why they always used this picture of him as a fat, chubby little kid when that's not what he looked like when he wrestled there. You know. I'm like, he was mini carry when he wrestled. Yeah, he was. I'm like, I was like, why are you showing him like a 13 year old? It's like, like you couldn't find any still photos. I'm like, oh, you only had the you only had the footage up till this year. So, I mean, I mean, that looks like a pretty still photo to me. Just saying. And 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 I mean, if we're counting it, four of the five people are pretty still now for good, but. <laughs> Damn! Oh God! Oh, one of my that one of my like favorite lines. Listen to the, let me tell this, you. One of my favorite lines listening to the last show was, uh, three three wrestlers, five feet." That I missed it the first time that's when a, we were that's the Drew special. The, the first listen back to it, I almost fell off the couch. I was laughing. Oh so. my god! It was like uh, I said. That episode is like a Kevin Smith film. I've picked up something new every time I've listened to it. I I typically listen to all my podcasts while I'm driving to work, you know, or driving home from work. And oh man! <laughs> oh. When Spiker uh, said, pick me up out of that puddle, I about pissed myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a terrible human being, and I deserve to go to hell. Uh, yeah, a lot of fun there, so it'll be fine. Uh, that's, that's, that's why I know for fact really, that you plays for me every Sunday. Hey, Spiker, Spiker, at least you'll be amongst friends. We'll we'll miss Aaron, but that's fine. That'll that 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 is my only comfort is that I know I'm damn good company while I'm there. We're all killing our nice guy reputation with this podcast. We're nice guys, according to some. <laughs> God, I keep looking at that freaking picture of the Von Ericks, and you're and you know that is how Chris looked when he was with the hooker. Kevin's all disappointed in him. Oh, you're talking about the Von Erics. Oh. (laughs) Yes, I'm talking about the Von Erics. Kevin's embarrassed because Chris is crying. Like, there's, it just writes itself out. Stop stop crying, damn it. I bought you a hooker. Not that shit off. That thing. I mean,. You gotta, you gotta feel for the kid. I felt for him, all right. As as many times as he broke bones in his life up to that point, 
He was probably really afraid of what was going to happen. Now I wonder if he came out of it with the smoking jacket and pipe, like if he was if it was Sherry. Nope. <laughs> he did not get one of the Sherry smoking jackets. Sherry the rose. It wasn't that kind of hooer. Get all, Sherry get was a lady, on here. thank you. Yeah, Sherry was a lady. This, yeah, I mean, uh, gosh, I didn't get. I got what you called a hooer for. Man, that's an episode. Wrestling dads. There's smoke alarm going off somewhere. Yeah, I think Diggy is scanning items. No, Diggy's having a little too much fun one, at work. That was, yeah, that was one of my ovens. I'm trying to decide which one Eric I want to put in. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> We're roasting Von. Damn it! I just heard what I was gonna say. Oh uh, yeah, they're roasting all right. They're getting roasted. Jesus Christ! Oh my God! I don't this. I I I really don't think this episode should make air just just because you know. <laughs> yeah, this might have to go in the archives because I I think I'm gonna have a lot of editing to do. Yeah, there's not it's a not, not in the It's a good bullshit session though. You might get some good. Uh, Sound bites, ideas going forward, Patreon content. Look at this as like that artist that does like paint enema. Just look at this as the canvas that we're shitting on. <laughs> so I, I want to touch on somebody that didn't get drafted or picked up. It's from a conversation that Drew and I had, and that's uh, Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, there was a few names, and Slaughter was. One of the first well, I think we even talked about that on the air, didn't we? Didn't you guys? Yeah, I see. Did, didn't they get brought up last week? That and then, I but mean, then nobody picked them up in the free, yeah, agent, period. free agent period too. I, I'm actually so, a little surprised that you didn't there, Big Mike, because he's I, I such an AWA fixture. Well, and and this is about what, it. Drew and I we talked about it Monday. Um. Hearn really screwed up and missed the boat with Slaughter. Because between the ESPN deal that the AWA had and Slaughter being on G.I. Joe, the cross-marketing opportunities that exist are huge. Excuse me. You know, you could have got some of the AWA guys maybe into G.I. Joe as as like a, another villain along with Cobra. Vern Gagne. Get, get Sheik Blackwell in there. Get a... Uh... When did Blackwell leave the AWA? Uh, he was there at the end. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. He was there until the very end, at least. So I would say 89, 90. He was his own team he, in the team challenge series. Crusher Blackwell? The team challenge series. I thought he was running. Uh, what was the promotion in Georgia? 
Yes, Georgia All Star. Southern Championship Wrestling. I thought it was Georgia All Star. I think it was called Gas. Just <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> do a quick Googly search of him. She got none Al Gaffy. So, Diggy, have any, uh, did you have any thoughts or opinions, views, and opinions <laughs> on the uh, <laughs> on the on the draft? There was some uh, interesting choices in everybody's group that I uh, glanced at. So we're um, we're gonna need you to go through the list again and break it down. Yeah, I'm at work. School. You're not gonna have me go through shit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's what the hospital bed did when the Von Eric boys were found. Good lord. <laughs> Bingo. Will you stop? <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe you. I can't believe uh, you. I was at. Uh, I can. Yeah, um, everybody had good and bad choices, but uh, there was a lot of good on everybody's draft I saw. I think everybody's bad choices are probably related to a weird idea they have. Like yours with the new breed? Yeah, and others. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think anybody expected to see uh, DJ Peterson or Kevin Kelly or Charlie Fulton get drafted. Right, right, but no. you have a, a really good idea behind that. Yes, yeah. and it's no, not I, like they were see something pick. questionable on anybody's list. It it came from a, a place. And and honestly, if we would have had had we planned ahead of time to do the one week free agent period, you could have grabbed those guys as free agents. But that that yeah. came about afterwards. So exactly, I would have said all that. Them to get what you wanted. <laughs> You know, with your ideas, may have been drafted or Big John Stud or Manny Fernandez, which were other names I'd thinking of. Yeah, well, it's like it's like um, I can't create anybody lower than like a B. It's like Spike is a B. I would say Brandon and uh, Jason's like an A, and Drew's a B. So it's like everybody did a pretty good job. Yeah, one thing I noticed there's like. Most of the territories do have a distinct familiarity to what they really are as far as talent, but then there's a lot of different weird shit happening, too. Yes. I agree with that. Diggy kept messaging me going, is Pete Doherty still there? Is Pete Doherty still there? And I said, yes, I'll find (laughs) a place for the Duke of Dorchester. That's what's amazing, dude. Sal Belomo. Where's Sal Belomo? He's in the jobber oh, pool. Oh, He's oh, throwing oh, a field kick. Oh, 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 don't worry. I have an idea for the jobbers. Come up. Don't, don't worry. There's too too good of a jobber pool there to ignore. Yeah, you so. you know you and Brando really got lucky as far as the jobber pool goes, Spiker. You guys have yeah, so I, many, I still many, haven't looked at mine. And such a, a deep pool of guys to work with for that. So. And I was over here scrounging around trying to find two jobbers I could use in my junior heavyweight tournament to round out the field of 16. And I finally 
found uh, Steve Regal and uh, Steve O as the Steve Ostanowski. Yeah, I can hear Ron Trongard in my head. Thank you. They were they were the only two I could come up with that fit the weight limit because every other jobber I found for the AWA was some fat bastard in the 300 pound range. And I already have. I'm glad to know I could be a jobber in the AWA. I already have Buddy Rose as the as the lightweight guy, the junior heavyweight guy that's fudging the the weight limit. I couldn't have anybody else do that. Hear me out. Did anybody take Horowitz or George South? Well, and this was another thing that we kind of decided after the fact. The jobbers for your territory. One uh, one thing we figured out ahead of time was the announcers. And the referees for your territory stayed with your territory instead of having to draft announcers and refs and things like that. But we decided afterwards that the uh, jobbers for your territory, anybody that wasn't picked up, would then stay. So like Spike, Ah. Barry Horowitz, and S.D. Jones, and uh, Iron Mike Sharp. That's why I say he and Brandon really have – an advantage as far as that over everybody else because JCP and WWF both had such deep rosters of mm. job guys. Okay, so uh, I got some notes here from uh, Hot Rod. Oh boy, he can't voice messages them in. Um, he said there's lots of surprises in the pick, some talent being heel or face, depending on what you best remember them as. Both the Steiners and Rockers as heel teams, very interesting and outside the box. WWF and UWF are true to form, with primarily being a big man territory. Hanson and Brody being up north is going to really shake things up. Uh, Waltman and Lynn and Tulsa going to be rough on their careers for sure. Nash and Austin making the cut makes sense as they both were getting started in late 89. Nobody gets a bad bad grade at all for me. All interesting rosters and great possibilities. The one thing that's missing or the one person is Sergeant motherfucking slaughter. (laughs) If I'm the, if I'm in the USWA, I grab him up before the AWA does and make him the mentor to the trooper who loses a loser leave town match. and comes back as the Patriot. That's an interesting and idea. He's got after it says after he went through a training camp with the Sarge. Well, I was keeping it short and sweet. And last but not least, fuck that Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, just wondering I'm going, what Randy is going to do I'm with going You retract that and replace it with the Hack Snyder. Let's not be smirch. Let's not be smirch, Triple H now. Too late. <laughs> or as Willie Regal would say, Triple H. Well, we all know you Triple might. H's favorite Peter Gabriel song is Sludgehammer. <laughs> no, no, but you know what? Who, who, who else ever called Umaga Umaga after William Regal got a hold of you? You manga. You manga. Triple H. Umanga. I I love the episode where he says that to, he's talking to Vince. He's like, Vince is like, who? You manga. You mean you, ooh, manga. And he goes, that's what I said, sir. 
I loved um, Regal with Tajiri. I thought they were. Yeah. I was just thinking that. Yeah, that was good. I think I think in in an alternate reality where Regal didn't have the substance issues that he had. That guy's a main eventer. Oh, easily. Absolutely. Yeah. Because he had everything. What was he talk? Uh, he had facial expressions. He could work. He could do. He could. He could work as a face, better as a heel, obviously. But he had everything. But he would be one of those dudes though, that was so good and so well respected that no matter what he did, he'd probably end up being over. Yeah. Although I, I think he. He understood the psychology and everything enough that he would have figured out something, some real dastardly bastard thing to do. To like, like, like when he pretty much told MJF he was an amateur, he was not lying. Right. You know, like, it's like, it's like you don't even know, kid. <clears throat> one of my, so one of my on, um, regal moments. Go ahead. Sorry, Mike. That's okay. I, I'm sorry. One of my favorite regal moments. Uh, non-wrestling was him and Punk sitting up there on the in- initial inaugural season of NXT when they replaced the ECW show with that. And they're talking to Daniel Bryan's talking about how he's better than the Miz or whatever, or, or maybe it was the Miz saying that Daniel Bryan thinks he's better than the Miz because the Miz, the Miz was Bryan's mentor on that first season of NXT. And Punk and Regal are just shaking their heads emphatically. Yes, that Daniel Bryan is better than <laughs> gold. <laughs> like everybody knew that. Big Bill, good morning. Big Bill, did you fall asleep? Bill, are you business? here to save the show? It says that Big Bill's here, but at the same time, I'm I'm watching a great big tall guy as the mercenary wrestling against uh, Jimmy Snuka at Super Clash. So maybe Bill's in two Is places. it Jimmy or Jeff? No, this one's Jimmy. Jimmy <laughs> Jeff couldn't make it, so Russ Francis from the 49ers is filling in as Jimmy's tag partner. Albert already tried the, to ship this thing like the Titanic. Where are you, Big Bill? <laughs> against the terrorist Brian Nobbs and the mercenary Ron Fuller. And Ron Fuller is wearing a cross between a regular wrestling mask and uh, the mask that uh, the guy hosting the orgy had in uh, Always Sunny when <laughs> Frank showed up. I love that uh, when Jeff Snuka did work the WWF, he came out to the Shaft theme song instead of the Superfly theme song. Really? Yeah, when, when, when C.V. Offy appeared for the first time on Championship Wrestling, he didn't after appear they got game. rid of Snuka, he, 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 he was billed as Superfly C.V. Offy. Never mind that he's about a foot shorter. Um, and he came out and to the Shaft lighter. theme music instead of the Superfly theme music. <laughs> <laughs> didn't... Uh... Like the 605 cover his first appearance with this uh, Superfly music. Yeah, it, it was the Shaft yeah, music, though. 
Ah. And actually, so before they had CV Offie, um, they threw a guy, I forget who it was specifically, but they threw a guy in Snooka style tights with a, a mask in the same design as the tights and called him the tiger. And he did like every Snooka move because they had a tour of Australia coming up. And this guy was replacing Snooka on the card. Ah. So when you nerd. order Jimmy Snooka from where? about that. <laughs> Jimmy Snooka from Wish. And or 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 it's when the Saudi prince really really wants Yokozuna. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they also want the Ultimate Warrior? They wanted too? the Ultimate Warrior too. I'm te- I'm telling you, you you put you paint Boogs's face, and then you give. Uh, Elias, a pair of Macho Man tights, and you have them go out and work as Macho and Warrior on the next Saudi show. Greatest match ever. And all it is is Elias elbow dropping Rick Boogs for like three hours. This is this could be when you bring back uh, Ryback. Why? Put him in the Warrior makeup, throw a wig on him. Bring in the guy on the indies who's claiming that he was the replacement warrior. Have you guys seen that? Wait, is this the guy that was doing the tribute act? No, so this guy, his name was One Warrior Nation. That was his gimmick. And he was claiming that he was the replacement warrior. Jeez, and we thought the Renegade was from a wish. I didn't realize that um, Ryback was, was Wendy Richter's nephew. Did you know that? Did not know that. Seriously? I'm completely full of shit, that's why. Hi, guys. I fell asleep. <laughs> I, was, I woke okay. up and oh, my God, I just, wow. Sorry. In case, in case of Big Bill, you needed. to grade the drafts you need to go through each individual roster He's got a, each individual name on the roster i've so, got to give them cheat sheet we need uh we need we need uh mike to recap all of the guys again for uh for big bill um i mean i got my cheat sheet but you know if you guys are all done with that with everything or whatever i i don't want to make everyone sit here late while i'm going no, through all the It'd be nice for somebody that, you know, took notes and planned for this to give us some grades. <laughs> what oh are you trying God. to say just because I didn't take notes and I graded it as I went? Good old good old Dean Bettis over there. <laughs> what do you know about grading, teacher? I don't know. I think we're downgrading him to the substitute at this point. <laughs> He doesn't that look like was, Tree uh, Williams. George Steele's gimmick under a mask. <laughs> he was a legit gym teacher. I, lo- I, 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 I love this George Steele story. He said every now and then he'd get somebody in from a uh, from a di- that came from a different territory, right? And they'd have a magazine picture with him, like uh, with his, and he's like, and they and they'd come up to him. He's like, and he he'd always say to him, "Do you really think I'm that ugly?" 
That would be his response to the kid when he shows in the magazine who's asking him if that's him. One kid had to say yes. You'd think at least one, yeah. And speaking of George Steele, I was, you know, I'm going to find the, the and again, I studied a little bit, but I got to get my cheat sheet up that Michael Hanley made. Um, but, oh man, it's like, man, I can have my Pornhub. And also like the spammy link that always pops up, you know. Why is that on my browser? So, not my best work today. Hey, you got to be careful. If you fall asleep that close to an electronic device, you can add people to groups. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) That's a deep cut. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well done, sir. Well done. Now that's Mike's tag team. <laughs> no, they're not well done. Medium. They're, they're more of like they're, I was gonna say they're more like a medium rare. Well done. <laughs> That'd be a nice gimmick. Pink in the center. That's that's more perfect for the USWA than it is for the AWA. No, it's more brown. It's got some miles on it. <laughs> Jesus. J- Jason, I, I could you having to edit this mess. Somebody is there a smoke alarm going off or is somebody <laughs> checking out groceries? Is somebody at Aldi's? Oh. At Aldi's? Uh, one hour, 15 Swapping shop? Swapping shop? We're calling into swapping shop now? Well, if you want orgies, yes. (laughs) 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 Diggy walked in one day and said swapping spit and he was interested. They said no swapping shop. He goes, well, damn, I guess I'm stuck. (laughs) This wasn't the clam chowder I ordered. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Bill. What are what are your uh, your thoughts? Um, sorry, Diggs. Just bringing up the little thing here. Um, no, 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 no need to be sorry. No need to be sorry, brother. Put up and save. Do you have any views or opinions? Well, I, I, I had it all opened up and saved and whatnot. I was looking at it. Wait, you were looking at it while you had your porn put up. Were you doing both at the same time? Were you that excited about the USWA? Well, chicks need banged. <laughs> I mean, it's no German grandmas spanking Spanish men, but it's good wrestling. <laughs> Put with the good old and the good old fashioned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Drew fucking murdered me. Oh my God. <laughs> you got me laughing so hard that I'm coughing. I got to mute my microphone over here. Everybody get a breath. I actually think we killed Mike. That's why he had to mute his. <laughs> I've, I've been coughing on and off here, so. I've been coughing too, but marijuana. That's, that's yeah, actually why we're looking into 
And that's why we're looking into Mike's uh, feeling fans to white light for having and welcoming us all. It's it's not for age or anything though. It's... No, it's not medicinal. I'm just an addict. Uh, I was just viewing a quick Kenny Powers quote there, but excuse me, Drew. How much weed do you smoke? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I use the distrucity scale. It's somewhere between Glogmar and Forglore. <laughs> Glockmar, that's uh, Arn's new hometown, right? Distrucity in the terrain of the testament. Did you just say testicles? I said the terrain of the testament in the distrucity. Are you, are, you, are you talking about your terrain of testicles? Were you and Bill sharing that porn sub account again? So going back oh, to medicinal, good. I think you could pretty much just yeah. get it if you have a slight cough in, in Pennsylvania. Uh, in most states, you can just go and get it. I was like, <laughs> medicinal? Who, who's, still the, who's still under medicinal? Pennsylvania. Oh, I'm sorry. Because we're I'm founded sorry. by Quakers. I'm sorry, Pennsylvania. You, you, were, you were founded by Quakers, though, I guess, so. You're probably going back to, you know, got to keep everything smooth sailing. Hey, 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 you know what, though? Every time you eat a Hershey bar, think of that motherfucker. <laughs> Hershey, Hershey <laughs> chocolate, lemon and bologna, Middlesworth chips. We do got the corner on snacks. I got to be <laughs> honest. See, see, this is why we, we should be I'm, I'm, I'm more of a three be able to buy it freely. Though. I found oh, come on. There you go. It's under Google Sheets because I downloaded the thing on my phone. Um, you guys want me to go through by person, or how do you how are you, how are you doing? I'm sorry. I'm however, sorry. Yes. However you, however you have it down there. Yes. Bill. Yes. Each individual talent. Format it the way that it works for you. All right. Um. Let's see. So. I'm not going to go in alphabetical order. I'm just going to go. I'll go backwards from the list of the things. So, well, no, because we'll start with Chris Spiker because I'll go from left to right. I was going to go um, Japanese, New Japan style and go backwards, but I'm tired. Um, so we're looking at the WWF and right from the start, we have a prime, you know, 1980s expansion. The two biggest stars with Hogan and Piper and did you guys talk about how you're booking everybody, or am I just grading what, what I would? You, you know what I mean? Am, am I um, just kind of? Yeah, just just them? your take on the initial uh, rosters. The dra- you know who we drafted, who we yeah, picked yeah. up, who we okay. made all that. We haven't really it's gotten into it. See things like that. Well, Chris, I, I see that it's very much a Vince McMahon. Um, he would love this lineup from the standpoint there's a lot of big guys on it. And that was kind of his, or, or, or I wouldn't say is, I don't know if he's just back to sell things. And he's, you know, kind of kind of a shallow how he was in, in, in the prime. But a lot of those guys are big guys. You got Kevin Nash and The Undertaker and everybody. And, um, and you got some pretty good workers, like some hands like Bob Orton Jr. But I mean, you give, like, the really... I don't know what kind of storylines you were thinking of, you know, and who's your heels and but you got some really good heels like King Kong Bundy. <laughs> it's like, um, so yeah, I I give the W. I mean, 
I give you a, a B plus because a lot of good there's, there's there's a lot of really good big men on here that aren't necessarily some of the names you think of with uh, New York the New York Territory brother, but um, not necessarily some of it's not outside not outside of the box. It's it's some you know northeast person. Um, Brandon for Jim Crackett Promotions. Um, and again, <laughs> um, there's some weird choices on here, but there's some, I mean, that really aren't necessarily outside of the box from knowing Crackett Promotions. Um, but there's some interesting stuff on here. I mean, obviously, you got Ric Flair as your top choice. That's what you think of with Jim Crackett in a lot of ways. Um, then you got Steamboat for some really classic matches and Sting. <laughs> sting, Sting, Sting! Um, that's it, yeah. You guys know that. Um, and it's really interesting to have, like, uh, you know, Bad News Brown or Bad News or whatever. And Bad News Allen for the, for the purists. Um, there's some interesting stuff that isn't necessarily what you think of with Jim Crockett, but there's also a lot of Jim Crockett, you know, a lot of those guys on there that have kind of worked for him back in the day. So I, I, I it's really interesting lineup in a lot of ways. Um, <laughs> dynamic duo. Um, I give it a B because it's pretty, I, I would definitely watch it. You know what I mean? Uh, I'd watch it, but I don't necessarily know if, you know, I I'd watch it. I guess I give it a chance. Um, can I, uh, What's that? Can I interject for a moment, please? Because I'm just rambling on. Thank you. Yeah. That's what you were supposed to do, Albert. <laughs> okay, carry on, Bill. Okay, hang on, hang on, for a Albert. Calm down. Look at him. getting all stern on me. I was just playing, man. Mm -hmm. Diggy, can you can you mute your microphone if you're not going to be talking? I can try. Hey, you sound like you're talk the screen on the call. There should be a little mic. There you go. Perfect. Sounds like it's he's working on the clips on CP3O. I was like, don't pull the plug on Diggy, please. Beep me. Poor guy. Um. So beep. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's not with us anymore. He can hear you from, from the Rainbow Bridge. Um, He's awesome. He is. So we're going to move on to the AWA, you know, going in line with the um, thing. That's Mike doing the AWA. And right away, boy, you know, there's some, again, some folks that you, you kind of would think of with AWA, like Kurt. And, um, you know, obviously the for. You got Nick Backwinkle and stuff, but then, boy, that's pretty neat to see. Like, what would Randy Savage, you know? Um, and some really, really interesting stuff, like some all a lot of the Southern guys. You got Orndorff, and it's a really interesting kind of outside-of-the-box lineup. And, it, and I guess that's kind of what I like to see is what would, what would happen if you had some folks like that? And you got some charismatic people on there, like, in – you know, again, you got people that you think of, but then there's also really interesting people on the list that, and I'm not going to go, what's up? <laughs> what happened? 
I'm sorry. There's a beep. Oh, I mean, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, so I'm not going to go person by person, but overall, I think of a list of, oh, what's my kid doing? Oh, okay, great. Um, oh, so anyway, going to the list of people, I, you know, I got to say pretty, pretty interesting list. Um, I would give that a B plus for sure, because it's just definitely outside of the box. With quite the choices. Um, going on to the mid south. Um, again, some folks that you would, you know, obviously people on there that you you think of with the uh, mid south and lots you got Dugan, and you got um, it's Dugan. Dugan. Um, that's, but they're really, again, there's a lot of people on there. It'd be really interesting choices, like having some, like Dr. D and things like that, that would really um, be hell of an interesting choice. It'd be interesting to see a lot of different runs of that, those type of people in the territory. I don't know what I mean. I don't mean you people. Sorry, guys. Um but yeah, I I, I love some I'm of the sorry, I'm just imagining Dr. D yelling that. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? It's my So that's an open eye slap, boy. <laughs> You're supposed to have dinner on the table. So yeah, man, I mean it's a good line. It's I'm trying to think because there really is some interesting choices on here. Um, <laughs> um, like Sean Waltman, that's pretty fascinating. I gotta give that one a B plus. I know I'm not being really like whatever with everything, but you know whatever. Um, let's see, and Mr. D's doing uh, USWA. Hide your cats. Hide your wife. Hide your cats. <laughs> again, some choices that you'd expect uh, for obvious reasons. But then some really interesting, you know, pretty interesting folks in there that um, you wouldn't expect. And um, like Pat Patterson is <laughs> fantastic. So you get some, I mean, this is kind of the workingest sort of, you know, sort of federation out of uh, all of them. You get so many good workers in there and some really interesting choices. I mean, that's there to book. <laughs> so. Because it, it's so close to. I just like the fact that there's a lot of good workers and it definitely might be the most entertaining division. So this one kind of leans towards an A for me. So I guess if I had to pick one, they're all so good though, because obviously I'm super, I, mean, I know I'm riveting entertainment tonight and I'm sorry, the eggs probably got to edit out the whole thing, but yeah, I, I like the, the USWA seems like the most fun. And first thing, but I, 
they're all pretty good. I mean, you guys know your stuff, and I, there's not one fed that I'd be like, oh, that's the shits. Everything seems really interesting with some, you know, stuff that you kind of would expect, like some little bit of something, you know, a little bit of something different. So there's no stinkers on this list. I know I'm not exciting, and you know, it's the shits. But really, there's nobody on there's nobody on here that made some poor choices. It's just interesting, sort of like. Where we're going with some of it. Does any of that make sense? Because, God, I hate to yeah. be in this all by myself. I I'm, I'm glad you put so much thought into it. Yeah. Well, that's good because, you know, I'm totally... Like I said, you guys, I, I missed the other half of that one, too, so I'm a piece of shit. But um, just coming in as a fan off the streets, as a mark, you know, late into the game or running, it's always entertaining to see what you guys come up with. Make sure you donate to kids. Go ahead, Drew. Sorry. I was telling him to make sure he donates to Waldo's kids on the telephone. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost. I know Mike caught it. Uh, Did anyone else catch my nod to Herb Abrams UWF in my uh, brief disc? My my press release about the UWF. Uh oh. Abrams Entertainment. Abrams Entertainment. That was Herb's company for the UWF. So I had Mid-South Sports along with Abrams Entertainment are proud to announce the Universal Wrestling Federation. Nice. <laughs> Just wait till they run MGM Grand and every match is a uh, championship match. Wait till you see the cowboy covered in Vaseline and cocaine. <laughs> well, he's pissing out the freaking window at, ty- at uh, CNN Tower. Naked, uh, does anyone else? Go ahead. Na- sorry. N- naked hookers and baseball bats. I just watched Herbert match and it hurt my feelings. So I have Craig DeGeorge as a, uh, an interviewer because he was with Herbo's UWF. <laughs> and I didn't want Boyd Pierce and his ridiculous, uh, his suits. <clears throat> Poor Boyd. All right. So anyone have anything else here before we call it a night? How much editing are you going to have to do on this? Or are we going to have to do like a redo? I don't have time to do a redo, but I I have some things I I, I need to edit out. Um, so that means this is getting edited out too. Great. Um, <laughs> Two oh seven and um, but no, there's there's I mean it's not too bad. I've had worse. I've had people on the show say far worse than anyone has said on this one. I mean, it's kind of the show's gimmick that we bag on the Von Eric, so this is nothing new. And and and, 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 we're, and so, we're not the first show to do that either. So. Exactly, I was going to say it's not like we're trendsetters in that. Yeah, we're not. I'm we're not treading on sacred ground or anything. I mean, I mean, the Laps fan did it worse than we did. If you want to get break it down, well, worse, better, however you want to look at it. True. Valid. <laughs> it's relative. Valid. It's all. It's all in your frame of frame of yeah. reference and point of view. I mean, I mean, Laps Fritz said shit that would probably get us all killed, okay? Yeah. 
lap slap spritz while he was entertaining was like, holy shit, dude. I, I can't believe you just did that. Yep. Like, seriously. So, I mean, it's it's yeah. not that once terrible. Again, once again, take the time to go listen to the Laps Fan World Class episodes. You will be glad you did. Are they on okay. YouTube? Nope. Uh, that I don't know. I mean, I... I think I some of them might be. Just snippets. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think some of them might be uh, somewhere. I have to go into the, the, show you can to listen to the archives today and find the good stuff. Well, while you get your team ready for practice tomorrow, have laps Fritz, you know, read them the good word. Tomorrow's <laughs> Saturday, I don't know. I don't well, know. he wants to have the kids alive to wrestle. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Wow. Holy <laughs> shit. Hey, hey, mark, down, mark down that... Uh, Time that stamp also. <laughs> Dags, um, okay, okay. So this is Dags's podcast, and he's making comments like that. Everything I just, everything I've said during this span yep, of last two hours good. is immediately forgiven. <laughs> it's totally good. Um, well, I mean, um, I gotta ask Mike one, one question. Early last week. What were you saying, brother? I said you had the you had the one early last show with the Von Erich shot. That- that was apparently one of the many shot. high spots of the show. So <laughs> it was. That's the first time in a long time anybody said Von Erickson high spots in the same sentence, but <laughs> oh, there, there were plenty of Von Erick high spots back in the day. Just not <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which Just spot not were they at when they got high? In trees on top of hills. <laughs> Okay, okay, so so our next goal is going to be Aaron Grafton up with Lacey Von Eric, right? <laughs> Somehow sabotaged by Nick Patrick. Got that in us or not. That's the, that's, the, uh, that's the one Von Eric we haven't mentioned yet this episode. It was Lacey, <laughs> so let's, let's get our boy Aaron Grafton hooked up with her and abandon her in a Holiday Inn parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of attractive women, Mike. Yes. You technically have claim to the powerful women of wrestling. Mike is attractive. Mike. Mike is very attractive. I just want uh, you. To... I, I think. I think I'm seeing uh, Ivory right here on Super Clash Three, so I'm claiming her. That's for damn sure. Well, so Wender has helped claim the Syrian terrorist too, because she's freaking phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So wait, does that mean I get Cindy Lauper? You do? Yes. I can't believe you didn't claim Mr. T. He's good enough for you. I, well, well, I mean, Mr. That was T. amazing timing, Dags, because here we are, the, the POWW champion, Nina. I mean. Right here with I the mean, one and only Larry Nelson at Super Clash 3 on my TV right now. Now, now I am at I am at Greg Gagne and Ronnie Garvin. So. Everybody's <laughs> game. Now, now, but wait, would Mr. T be considered a guest star because he wasn't technically part of the normal roster? Would he kind of fall into the Andre the Giant category? Could we have Mr. T go fight, like, Dick Slater? Or, He's like, in the Hall of Fame, That's well, a thing. T did show up in Dallas for World Class there at the the tail end of his peak. Oh, shit, I yeah. forgot about that. That's right. He I was good friends that. with Kerry Von Erich, don't forget. Going to watch the wrestling. Oh, I'm I'm gonna have to fight Brandon for Gary Michael Capetta because here he is in the ring. I'm gonna 
I'm, I'm going to melt down these chains, fool. I'm going to give you a solid foot, fool. <laughs> Actually, three of you could lay claim to Gary Michael Capetta. Yeah, but... Yeah. Spiker has the thing, so no. He's disqualified, I'm sorry. I always liked the dude who did JCP before uh, Gary Michael Capetta. Um, Fink and McHugh are going to have tuxedo matches all across the country. It's going to sell out. It's going to be in the marquee of Madison Square Garden. Look, it's Double J. That's J O R I N T. Twice. J O I N T. All right. I think we're going to call this tonight now. <laughs> um, any final mm. thoughts from anyone before we uh, close this shop up? Jimmy passed the jam, Garvin. We got lots of thoughts, man, but you ain't got the time. What? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're going to keep Dags up all night. Jamie's going to come down like 4.30 in the morning. What's going on? Dags still up all buggy-eyed you know, and shit. That's I, happened more than once after the show that we've been on. Yeah, and I've now. already said to, to Mike, I'm not editing tonight. <laughs> Here's my final thought. Stretch marks are just nature's tattoos. <laughs> there you go. This has been deep hey. thought with Big Bill. I'll take. Or, oof, I'm not going down this road. Okay. Um, <laughs> on that note, we will talk with you all next time. <laughs>